0: Today is Wednesday, April 19th, and this is your Morning Cup of Joe with JT and Tyler. Um, Today we are going to talk about this North Korea thing we've got coming up uh, a little bit. We've got some science news, which is something we don't usually have. We're going to hear from the man Steve Ballmer about a cool new website he's come up with. Some news from out of the country with Theresa May, and the, who is the Prime Minister of uh, the UK. And we're going to, you know, no podcast is complete without talking about Trump. So we'll talk about him, too. Got to have him in here at least once. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we get going, I just wanted to say that we are not experts on any of these subjects. So take everything with a grain of salt. But... <laughs> don't take us at our word if you really
1: are like hey these guys seem wrong go look it up because look it up
0: that's the right thing to do yeah learn for yourself okay so kicking it off what do we got north korea north korea you gotta love them uh the (laughs) okay you you don't gotta love them (laughs) we have been told for about what two weeks ty you think i think so about that yeah. About two weeks that we were sending an aircraft ca- carrier loaded with missiles to park into the Korean Peninsula as kind of a, like a, hey, North Korea, we're here kind of thing. Well, we recently found out that the carrier and the other, there were three other warships with it. They didn't, they didn't go to North Korea. Um, in fact, they were last seen about three. 1500 miles southwest of the Korean peninsula and they were said to have take to take part in joint exercises with the Australian navy in the Indian Ocean. That's nowhere near North Korea. No, 3500 miles is bigger than the width of the United States about Wow. So what were they doing with Australia out there? So we we don't know. The navy hasn't said anything about what they're doing over there, the White House I, I, this is like a weird thing. The White House said they didn't really know about it. they were just going off what the defense said It's kind of a sketchy situation, but wh- what we know now is that the as they say that the crew or the the boats, the aircraft carriers have turned and now they're heading towards the Korean Peninsula, so well, hopefully
1: they're not lying. they'll make it there eventually, it seems like. But it it seems weird that they took this path and, you know, had this training exercise when we sort of, I don't know who it was that sort of declared that, you know, we're sending this armada of ships over to North Korea. But it definitely wasn't the case that we were doing this. Or, you know, I guess they were truthful and that we were going to send them
0: eventually. But, you know, at the time, they were going somewhere else. Well, and I was under the implication that this was going to you know, they were trying to make it there by the time North Korea had this whole parade thing.
1: I agree, I thought it was sort of to put pressure on them, like, hey, we know you're gonna have this huge celebration, don't do anything that would make us have to retaliate or something like that.
0: And it's funny, the, the funny part about this is that the fact that the aircraft carrier came, like we figured out about this, might never have happened, except for the Navy posted a picture on Monday of the Carl Vincent, which is the name of the aircraft carrier, sailing south through the Sundan, Sunda Strait, which is um, a path of water which separates the Indonesian islands of Java and Sumatra. So, Damn, social yeah. media tripping up everybody. Not yeah.
1: even the government can get away from it. Can't, can't hide from us. Uh, don't post pictures when you're trying to hide. But moving on, we got some more Trump news with H-1B visas. So these are the visas that are given to uh, people outside of the country coming here to work and to fill jobs, essentially.
0: Um, but JT, what do we got with this? Uh, yeah, we're going to... So we know, we know Trump hates the H-1B visa program. Yeah, he's not a fan. Yeah. He's not. He's, he's very high on bringing American jobs or bringing jobs to American people. And for those of you who don't know, the H-1B is a visa program for uh, high, high-skilled workers. I believe the number is that'll make over 60000 a year. So generally tech jobs. We allow 85,000 spots and today i'm sorry yesterday trump signed uh an executive action to just re- review how the visas are granted and because he can't actually do anything but they he wants to look into it a little bit more see if they can change it up a little bit so i don't know ty you're the you're the tech guy in, in this how do you how do you feel yeah
1: there's a bunch of different like differing opinions on this personally i think that there it could be you know useful to have some sort of change with it um because there's been reports that these jobs do replace some sort of american jobs you know like and that's sort of a no-brainer like you know if these people weren't going to come over here they'd have to be replaced by americans at some point um there's also been things where high up tech companies like Google, maybe Facebook and people like that have used the visa program to actually stagnate wages at the top. So where they can bring someone over and pay them 120K, which is, you know, an insane amount of money still. Whereas if they didn't have this program, they might have to pay the people around 150K. So there's certain things with this that can be changed, but I don't want to see it going away completely. Mainly because we do need a lot of these people to actually come over here. And in some aspects, we're actually lacking talent. So I hope that he keeps it around. But a few changes, like it would need higher wages for these visas to be approved. So say say you're Google, JT, and you want to hire... I'm Google? You're Google. Sweet. Do you feel really smart right now? I feel incredible right now. You know all of the information. (laughs) Everywhere uh so say you're Google and you want to hire some visa programmers so you want to bring them over and give them a job for a couple of years. What the visas could do to sort of protect American wages in a way was or you know they could laundry's done the laundry's done <laughs> they could they could <laughs> increase increase the salary minimums to Say 150 160 K and what that would do was these companies would first look to American jobs Or Americans to fill these jobs and pay, you know 120 130 instead of paying that extra 20 K to get someone from overseas Um, Okay.
0: Yeah, I guess what what would be if so if they made this so higher wage workers became the thing what, what would be the the incentive to hire in America if the people coming in are i guess more talented uh
1: so the the incentive would be to be lower priced
0: okay so you can so you're saying that we would be able to pay americans less than these people that we're bringing in we
1: could either pay them less or it would just overall increase the uh averages of these salaries so it might it might not actually do anything to you know who is actually getting hired but it might increase the overall averages of salaries to a higher level or sort of a level that it would have been if these companies weren't using this loophole of the H-1B visas. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So pretty interesting. We'll see what he actually does with it because right now he's just talking about it, just talking about looking into the H-1B visa program. So at this point, we don't really know what he's going to do. It's pretty sure thing that he's going to do something to it.
0: Yeah. He's been talking about this for too long to not do anything about it.
1: He has. Next up, next up on the chopping block, got something. (laughs) Chopping. Got something from overseas. Uh, British Prime Minister Theresa May uh, has stunned a lot of people by calling for a special election. Which, when I read this, I was sort of shocked that this was even possible—that she could call a special election. You know, like because it looks like they're only halfway through the government's five-year term at this point. So that's kind of surprising. The reason for this is Brexit. So if you haven't heard of Brexit, you know, the UK is exiting from the European Union. And this is going to happen over a two-year span that started about a month ago. Well, Theresa May wants more support behind her going through this process so that she can have more of the Laws and certain stipulations that she wants to achieve. Whereas at the moment, it looks like she has around 330 out of the 650 seats in the House of Commons. And with this special election, it's predicted that she will actually increase that lead by a substantial amount, giving her a lot more power during these uh, Brexit negotiations. That's what I was going to say. There you go. So what do you think, JT? It was it was pretty shocking to me that they could even do this. Um but the reasons behind it kind of make sense if
0: you're looking at it through Theresa May's eyes. Yeah, I honestly I wish I knew more about it. I think it's I think it's cool that she can do it. I mean it's it's smart if she if it happens in her in her favor. I don't know I guess my question is like where do you draw the line then? And I don't see, I don't know what the, that's why I said I wish to about, do more about it, is I don't know why like why she can do it versus why she might not be able to do it at certain other times and things like that. So if, cause then my question is like, how do you decide, oh, well, let's just do another election and change up the parliament a little bit.
1: I, I totally agree with you. It's, it's something that I don't completely understand a lot because it's, I think, uncommon with our government. I'm not even sure that we could do something like this. Uh, but it does say that the opposition parties will not try to block this special election. So, you know, they are basically saying it's great for the people to voice their opinion once again. We work for the people of this country in all of this stuff. So their decision not to stop this sort of letting it go on Um, So that's sort of good to know that if they wanted to, they could block this special election.
0: You know where you don't hear the other party supporting that? The United States. (laughs) There's no way if one party decided to do something like this, the other party would be like, yeah, sure, go ahead. That's cool.
1: Oh, no, there's never a winner-winner situation. There's always one winner and one loser. Yep. So kind of different than us, but... Very interesting. So the vote is on June 8th, and we will keep you updated on what exactly is happening with it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to do a little bit of research and figure out more about this.
1: Same here. But you know where you can research the U.S. government? Where is that? This new, awesome website called USAFacts.org.
0: Okay, uh, cool.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, So it's started by... Actually, yesterday, uh, on Tuesday, it came out of stealth mode as like a startup. So no one really knew about what this was going to do or what their purpose was. Well, yesterday they came out and announced, hey, this website is basically a way for people to see government data in a clear, concise way that gives you a, a view into whatever, what our government is actually doing which is a pretty cool mission, you know, like letting citizens know more about what's going on in the government. Um one of the big things about this is that it's run by an ex Microsoft CEO. So Steve Ballmer ran Microsoft from, you know, the early 2000s to the late 2000s um until he was replaced by another CEO. Well, he came out and said like, "Hey, I want our government to be more open, more transparent. I want to know certain things about you know how many people actually work in our government. Uh, JT, do you have any idea? Do you want to take a guess on how many people are employed by the
0: government? Oh my gosh, probably a lot. Um, I'm gonna just take a stab in the dark and say, yeah, you know, maybe a hundred thousand. Wow. Okay. Um, let's bump it up into the millions. Okay. And then guess again. Okay, so you said millions. Millions. Which means plural. Yes. Oh, man. So that means I'm way off. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I'm going to say
1: 20 million. Ooh, nice. You're close. So it's around 23 million people are actually employed uh, through the government. Wow. It, it's it is it, it's an incredible number, which is sort of shows the coolness of this site and how actually useful it can be. So yeah, you think like, okay, maybe only a hundred thousand people are employed by the government. Well, you gotta think teachers, um, and just a ton of other professions that you just don't think of, like uh military here in the US and different things like that. And it adds up over time so quickly to around, yeah, twenty three
0: million. Yeah, I wouldn't even have considered, I mean, obviously teachers do work for the government, but I wouldn't even have thought about that. I was just thinking about people, you know, in D.C., in Congress, kind of people who work for them, yep. stuff like that.
1: Yeah, you think of like the bureaucratic people, but, you know, the the common people that you're around every day, you don't think that they would be, you know, postal workers and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, go check it out. It's called USAFacts.com, or USAFacts.org. Pretty cool. You can search for different things. You can search for like arrests in 2012 or divorce rates or, uh, you know, the GDP of America or something like that. So there's a lot of cool data out there and it's presented in a neat way to look at it.
0: Yeah. Uh, one more thing really quickly is I'm just shocked about, about how I'm on it right now. I'm shocked about how accessible it is and how user-friendly this website really is.
1: Yeah, it's it doesn't feel like a government website at all, does it? It's sort of it's got that, you know, fun feel and it's very easy to move around and get through it.
0: Yeah, it, it is very cool, so yeah, definitely check it out. Um, all right, let's let's move on to some science news that we don't have very often. I love science news. Right. Right. Well, coming out of the Baylor College of Medicine, they have discovered in, in mice that uh, bacteriophages, ba- basically they're viruses. Um, <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. Right. Can actually help combat superbugs, which are bacteria that have become resistance to antibiotic treatment. So that's huge because bacteria, if you, I don't know if you've ever heard, like when the doctor tells you, gives you a certain number of pills, you have to take all of them to kill all the bacteria or else the other ones will evolve and change and become resistance to that strand of medicine. Then you can't kill them anymore. I have heard that before. Right. So this is interesting because the the viruses actually will evolve as the bacteria evolves.
1: Oh, that's real time.
0: Yeah, so they'll be able to as they're as they're killing the bacteria is like, Oh, crap, we got to change, we got to change, we got to change the virus is like, Nope, not happening. That's awesome.
1: How can we? right. so how can we control the virus from not becoming bad?
0: Okay, so they... um, Is that possible? They used these viruses from animal feces, which is kind of gross. Yeah. Um, Hey, whatever works. Right, and they found that these actually don't have any side effects in humans right now. Oh, that's so cool. So that's basically it. I guess they just hope that it doesn't do anything to the people. I guess we'll
1: we'll find out after they do enough tests on mice and other stuff. But I, it this is it's really cool to see because you always hear about like you know what happens when we get that super bug that we can't kill. It's gonna be like the next plague or something like that. But if we have a defense of a virus that can adapt and evolve to different super bacteria then heck yeah
0: yeah and they're um they're really talking about this helping with cancer patients because a lot of a lot of cancer patients don't actually die from the cancer they die from small bacterial infections sometimes they're these super bugs and so they're thinking that if we can because the chemotherapy just destroys their immune system
1: yeah and they're not able to fight back against these this type of bacteria
0: Exactly. And the viruses wouldn't be harmed by the chemotherapy.
1: Wow. Heck yeah. That would be much simpler to cure cancer that way than figure out how to stop the cells from, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, this is awesome. I wish I could talk more about it. I wish I knew more about it. But from someone who doesn't know much about it, this is really
0: cool. Yeah, it's super cool. I could talk about it all day, but I probably shouldn't. So
1: yeah, we got about half an hour we could fill up the rest of the time, but
0: I want to talk about what's new with Google earth. So what is new with Google? Earth? <laughs> that was a long pause on my, my, my fart, my fault. Oh my gosh. I can't talk. You, you talk Ty, please. please well, We should just end it right now. Save me. <laughs> All right. So Google earth,
1: very cool thing, which most of you guys have probably used before at one time or another. Uh, Is actually coming back to the web, so Google Earth is actually different than Google Maps, which you might be used to using quite often on Chrome or whatever web browser you actually use. Uh, But Earth Week is next week, and Google decided to, or Earth Day is next week, and Google decided to create this update for Google Google Earth.
0: Fuck it, we're designating a whole the entire week. Why not? Just give it to the Earth. Give back. (laughs) so yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's coming
1: back to the web. It runs in Chrome. And a few new things that are added with it are sort of these virtual tours around very cool landmarks and stuff like that. So it's a little bit more in-depth than a street view of what you would normally use around cities or something like that. And it provides sort of a window into places around the world. So really cool stuff. Uh... Go check it out. It might be a fun thing to go explore. Go see, look up your own house or something like that on it. Uh, But yeah, it's cool.
0: Can I take a virtual vacation on it? If you wanted to. Just go check out Machu Picchu real quick. Just be like, hey,
1: I need a couple six days. I'm going to go Google Earth it for a couple days.
0: I'm going to sit on my computer and tour the Earth.
1: (laughs) It'll be like a little... Easy vacation doesn't cost much. It's perfect.
0: I'm 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 sold. I'm gonna do it. Good. All well, right, Ty. Tell me something cool. All right, time for the
1: best segment of the day. I'm sorry. What? JT, this is a quick one. Okay. Don't have don't have much for you, so it's gonna be a fast hitter. North Korea. We have talked about him before.
0: Oh no! I don't even I don't even want
1: to hear it. <laughs> Gotta love them. Well, I mean, no, I guess you told me we have to love them, so I'll love them. Uh, North Korea, you know, they're run by a dictator, a pretty strict dictator, I would say. Uh, I guess all dictators are pretty strict. Anyways, uh, they still have elections. Did you know that? For for what? Yeah, this, this this is sort of getting to the point. It is mandatory for all North Koreans to vote. Even though on their ballots there's only one candidate for each office.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, what?
1: So they're literally required to like fill out a Scantron sheet where each answer has like one selection and that's it. And like you have to vote for Kim Jong un or this dude or this dude or this dude.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I wonder if. If they like can call themselves a republic because that they're like well we have elections (laughs) there must be some reason for it that they can say hey
1: we're not technically you know a dictator since our people do vote for us even if they're not given the choice of voting for anybody else
0: what are the odds that if somebody were to write in somebody else they would get offed on the spot oh easily You know, they look
1: at each of those tickets and they're like, "Eh, you can't make your own bubble right here. (laughs) Gotta vote for this one. Uh, They probably praised the landmark victories also. They're probably like, we won in
0: extraordinary fashion. 100% of the population voted for us. Uh, Good old North Korea. That sounds like something Trump would say. Yeah, put out a vote and be like, Vote for what you want. Look at that. Everybody did what I wanted. But, like, even if everybody didn't, even if there was an option, he would still be like, so many people voted. Like, everyone voted for me. And you're like, not everyone, Trump. (laughs) All right. Well, that was a quick, fun episode. Not too long. Kept it short for you guys. Yeah. Uh, Tell your friends. And and, uh, have a good home day.